0: It is Wednesday, March 22nd, and we're talking Pirates baseball today with Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter. Adam, thank you for the time as always. And Adam, as we were just discussing before I hit the record button, uh, we're all a little sick and tired this time of year of talking about, you know, well, a lot of nothing, uh, to be honest, uh, because we're just we're counting down the days until the meaningless spring training games are done. The real fun begins with the regular season. There's just It's it's a struggle right now to come up with a compelling spring training content. It's something that we all fight through. So today, in light of that, uh, some spring training superlatives. We're going to talk uh, some World Baseball Classic two as we are hours away from the uh, title game between the U.S. and Puerto Rico. And, of course, Andrew McCutcheon has been a big part of the U.S.'s, uh, US's success. But leading up to that, uh, like I said, Some spring training superlatives. So uh, here we go with the first one. This is one of my favorite questions I get to ask every year, Uh, whether it's uh, two young guys or two veterans or maybe a mix of a veteran and a young guy. There always seems to be in every camp a spring training bromance that blossoms. So with the Pirates right now, what would that bromance be, do you think?
1: Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Wade LeBlanc and Tyler Webb, who are ostensibly competing for the same bullpen spot. Uh, they sit right next to each other in the clubhouse. They locker together. They're both Southern guys, and they're talking pretty much all the time that we're available, uh, you know, the players are available in the clubhouse to the media. But the only correct answer to this question in the Pirates clubhouse is Trevor Williams and Stephen Brault. They're both, uh, you know, Southern California guys. They're competing for the same spot in the rotation. They were in AAA together last year. They are roommates. They were throwing partners in the off season. They played catch, uh, you know, during the – the drill portion of spring training—that is definitely the Pirates' biggest bromance. Uh, if anybody follows either Stephen Brault or Trevor Williams on social media, uh, you'll definitely get a sense of that. Although Trevor Williams has actually given up social media for Lent, so you won't see it from his account. Uh, Stephen Brault has posted some really funny things about, you know, the idea of the rotation competition—that they're really, you know, uh, hardcore against each other. But th- the reality is, they're great friends. Uh, they. Are as close as probably any two people you'll find uh, in baseball. Uh, Stephen Braun made a joke about since they're in competition and they live together that he set up their house like Home Alone, uh, you know, to try to, to try to get Williams out of the competition. Uh, they're two good guys, great with the media, great quotes, really accessible and you know insightful in their answers. Very smart, sharp guys, but they they definitely get along. Really, everybody in that sort of mix of young starters gets along great. Chad Cool, Jameson Tyone, Tyler Glasnow. Brault and Williams, all uh, really close friends. You can definitely see the friendship there. It's apparent, it's not you know forced or put on or anything like that. Uh, but the two, the closest of the two of them, certainly would be Williams and Brault.
0: Now, Adam, it's funny you say that because I'm hearing from a lot of different reporters when I pose this question that the bromances seem to blossom between guys competing directly, competing with one another for the same spot on the roster. Like I said, I've heard this from three or four different reporters for three or four different teams. Now, do you find that surprising? No.
1: Um, I think it's probably, you know, you spend the most time with the people in your position groups. And with uh, generally, you come up with people of a similar age. Uh, and, you know, and if you're at that similar point of your career, you're more likely to be competing for a spot uh, with each other. I think a couple years ago in 15, the answer to this question would have been Archimedes Caminero and Radames Lee's and they were fairly similar pitchers at that point coming into camp at a similar place, and they wound up in the bullpen uh, in a relatively uh, similar position uh, for the Pirates in 2015. So I, I'm not terribly surprised by that. You know, hitters stay with hitters, pitchers stay with pitchers, starters with starters, relievers with relievers. So it does kind of make sense.
0: Now Williams and or Brault's may be the answer to this uh, next question, uh, which is it seems like every year. Uh, whether it's a guy who's a top prospect or a guy who's maybe not quite on the radar of uh, many fans at this stage, but there's always someone uh, amongst the minor leaguers that really uh, turns heads and raises some eyebrows with what they do in spring training. Uh, Who would that guy be for the Pirates right now?
1: No, this one's pretty straightforward too, and it's definitely Jose Osuna. He was added to the Pirates 40-man roster this offseason, so he's not technically a minor leaguer, but he's never played in the big leagues, so we're going to count him for this. He has hit the life out of the ball this spring. He's looked great at the plate. Uh, You know, he's making a really strong argument uh, to be included on the opening day roster, especially since it seems like there will be an extra spot on the bench since Jung Ho-Gang is still yet to report to spring training. uh, That would open another spot on the bench. It's most likely going to go to Phil Goslin given his major league experience. But, you know, Ozuna is, is certainly making a strong argument for himself in that regard. The OPS right now, uh, as of this off day, is something like 1.5, which Mm. is just absurd. It's a small sample size, of course, and he came into camp maybe better prepared than some because he played winter ball. Uh, You know, he's coming in in a better place than somebody who's just you know, uh, you know, starting to learn their swing again on you know the first day of spring training workouts. But uh, he has opened a lot of eyes. Uh, Clint Hurdle uh, went out of his way to say that he hasn't opened eyes within the Pirates organization. You know, they knew this was. Uh, what Ozuna was, what he was capable of. So uh, the defense is a work in progress for him, though, and that that might be the the difference between him making the opening day roster or not. But I think certainly the buzz in Pittsburgh right now has been about uh, Jose Ozuna, a guy that not a lot of people have heard of before this spring, but it certainly captured a lot of attention down here in Bradenton.
0: Yeah, and like you said, it is a small sample size, but, hey, 1.5 is better than .5, so it's, (laughs) you know, you got that going for him, and maybe he uh, ends up on the opening day roster for the Pirates here uh, just weeks away. Uh, Adam, moving on, uh, we've seen teams uh, try to break up the monotony of spring training with, uh, you know, some cool off-field activities, uh, just something to get guys laughing and maybe like a team bonding activity. So in light of that, what have the Pirates done in that regard, that's really stuck out to you.
1: Yeah, the Pirates have done a couple things like that, actually. Uh, they, they started with a cook-off. They called it Pirates Chopped. Shout-out to the Food Network, which uh, is in a similar market to – or a similar office space to our own uh, up there in Chelsea Market. That's right. Uh, they, they did that on the, the last day of spring training workouts. Uh, that was a fun, real, uh, really fun competition. I think it got some of the guys into it, showed off some of the uh, the hidden culinary skills of some of the Pirates. <laughs> Uh, they sent them to an escape room, which is not a concept I was terribly familiar with before uh, this camp, but uh, a lot of guys seem to really enjoy that and then just the other day, they held kind of like a blow darts paintball competition outside on the on the training agility field, uh Lee Com Park. So they're definitely breaking up the monotony i think the the chops competition really stands out to to me the most. Uh, I asked uh, when the lineups were posted, they kind of broke the group into you know fifteen separate lineups. Uh, trying to get guys, you know, who might not have interacted otherwise, in with each other. And I, I asked around the clubhouse who was the favorite, and pretty much everybody, to a man, said Garrett Cole. Uh, <laughs> one of his teammates said he was going to flambe something, which I thought was fun. <laughs> they predicted he would, you know, make something with a red wine reduction. It really kind of gives an insight into these guys and what they're into off the field. Uh, And I think they really – they all seem to enjoy that. A lot of good social media posts came out of that Pirates job competition.
0: Yeah, I bet. Uh, We know how talented Garrett is on the mound, but who knew uh, the talent he had off the mound. So uh, kudos to him and a job well done for Garrett Cole. Uh, Adam, moving on here, uh, you know, these games – Tend to blend together, you know. After a couple of weeks, uh, especially in the later innings, when you have guys out there that are very young and won't crack the major league roster for at least a couple of years to come. Nonetheless, uh, I would think that at this point, for some game, for some reason, has to have stood out to you again for whatever reason. So, what would that game be right now?
1: Uh, I'll give a couple. One is the the Tyler Glass now uh, performance down in in Sarasota. It was one of the Pirates' first games of the spring. He struck out six in two innings. Uh, It's not a game that you remember. It's certainly a performance. Uh, As far as games specifically, uh, you would definitely say the Pirates game against the Dominican Republic, Uh, the exhibition game they played at Lecom Park. Garrett Cole looked totally opening day ready. Neil Huntington said that was the best they'd seen Cole in a long time. He threw three scoreless innings against that just absolutely star-studded lineup. And then we saw the potential of that same lineup later in the game when they uh, put together a huge inning and stormed back to beat the Pirates. Uh, that one definitely stands out as well. And then in more of your typical spring game, uh, you know, setting, The there was a game the other day on Sunday uh, where the Pirates played the Blue Jays, and it was uh, the Pirates had a one-run lead going into the ninth. Toronto, using a bunch of guys with no names on the back of their jerseys, stormed back for four runs in the top of the ninth, and the Pirates tied it with three runs in the bottom of the ninth, and the game ended in an 11-11 tie. It was basically a four-hour game. Uh, it was memorable for a lot of reasons, some of them good, some of them bad, but uh, that one stands out as a very quintessential spring training game, I
0: think. Yeah, uh, you're never going to see an 11-11 tie unless there's a drastic rule change uh, somewhere <laughs> down the line, so to have that in spring training is something that uh, sticks out in your mind uh, for sure. Adam, as we uh, come down the home stretch here, it's always you know fun to – to read the feedback and the the anxiety of fans who say, oh my God, this one player is, you know, they're just doing terrible in the spring. They're never going to get another base hit. They'll never uh, record another out if it's a pitcher. And it's just, it's just fun to see because you just, you can't take spring training numbers all that seriously, whether good or bad. So judging from that, who is the one player, maybe more than one, that, uh based on fan reaction in your inbox and on social media that Pirates fans are quote-unquote uh, panicking or worried about right now.
1: Yeah, I think there's been some concern about closer Tony Watson just based off a couple rough outings uh, in spring training. I'm not entirely sure that that response is irrational given some of the struggles that he had uh, the last season at the beginning and end of the year, but... Ultimately, you know, again, you have to realize it's spring training, and the the numbers don't mean a ton. There was one game where he basically didn't throw any off-speed pitches, so he got hit around a little bit. So, maybe not as much to worry about on the surface as it would seem. Uh, But the guy I would pick uh, for this one is Josh Bell, first baseman. He got a little bit of a late start to the spring after February 1st knee surgery, and uh, you know he went hitless for a little uh, for a little while. He hasn't really pounded the ball around the ballpark. But again, this is spring training. This is a guy with an advanced feel for hitting. Uh, you know, people are talking about Ozuna, who I referenced earlier, replacing him at first base. That's just not realistic. Josh <laughs> Bell is a very high ceiling player. He's got a lot of potential. He showed a lot of polish in his debut last season. So I, I don't think Josh Bell is a guy you
0: need to worry about at this point of the spring. Yeah, the lesson is always to fans. We love the passion. We love the enthusiasm. But on the same hand, calm down. You know, All the right. games, when, when the games start, when they count, when it's for real everybody will be just fine. Nothing to worry about. And uh, Adam, one last uh, spring training superlative of the newcomers uh, on this Pirates team. Who was the one that you've enjoyed interacting with the most?
1: Yeah, I'm going to cheat a little bit here because the Pirates don't have a ton of new faces. Uh, Daniel Hudson has been really nice to interact with. Phil Gosselin has been a stand-up guy uh, in our dealings. But I'm going to go back to uh, a guy they acquired in August and go with Ivan Nova. He's been an absolute blast around the clubhouse. You can tell how much everybody likes him. He's uh, just really a pleasure to deal with. He, he comes in every morning and he says good morning to every single person he sees. And if you don't say good morning back to him, he you know, he wonders what's wrong. Uh, Nova has been a real uh, pleasure to deal with from a, a media perspective, answering all the questions we have, um, you know, just joking around when the need be and answering serious questions when it, when it comes time for that, uh, you know, you can just tell how comfortable he is. It's something we talked about regarding his performance, but you know, it really reflects in the clubhouse as well. He's, just been an absolute blast to deal with maybe he was conditioned by the uh new york media market and then he comes to pittsburgh and he finds oh hey there's only four people around my locker after this start that i just made in fort myers against the red sox and he's you know he's just a lot more happy about that but uh he's definitely been a good a good person to deal with it reflects uh, you know everything we've talked about regarding his comfort in the clubhouse his comfort in pittsburgh and uh you know all of his reasons to return to the pirates
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, like you said, great point. If you can survive the New York media, then it, it goes to show that you can have a sunny disposition almost anywhere else you end up. Because uh, it is it is boot camp up here with this uh, with this media crew, so hopefully uh, you know that reflects well on how he'll be the rest of the season. Uh, so far, so good. Ivan Nova, a great uh, clubhouse presence, and uh, Adam to wrap up here. Of course, we are hours away from the World Baseball Classic title game between the U.S. and Puerto Rico. As I said at the top, Andrew McCutcheon has had a huge hand in the U.S.'s success, especially in the uh, the win over the Dominican Republic to get to the semifinals, that huge uh, two-run double to make it a 6-3 game after it was a a 4-3 game prior to his at-bat. So he's been uh, clutch-cutch, as uh, we're used to him being. Uh, How into the WBC have you been, and what do you think for a prediction tonight?
1: I have a little bit of trouble with some of the late games in San Diego and L.A. It's a little bit past my bedtime here on the East Coast. Uh, in Florida with a 5 a.m. wake-up call every morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I've watched the highlights every morning. You know, I I watch as much of the early parts of the games as I can. Uh, I I think the Pirates are encouraged to see what Andrew McCutcheon is doing. I think they're happy to see that he's been playing some right field for Team USA. Uh, We actually had Gregory Polanco and Starling Marte report back to camp the other day. They were, of course, uh, on either side of the double that McCutcheon hit against their team. And Polanco had kind of a funny remark where he said – you know, at first he was really upset about the ball that got through and, you know, it went for a double and it put Team USA further ahead. And then he was like, oh, that's Andrew McCush, Good for him. <laughs> uh, so that was that was kind of funny to hear him talk about a simultaneous competitor and teammate. Um, I, I like both teams. I like what I've seen from both teams. The joy with, with which Puerto Rico plays is so much fun. I think maybe my favorite highlight of the entire WBC was that, uh, you know, the called stealing where Molina threw to Baez, and yes. Baez was pointing back to home plate <laughs> before he even tagged the guy out. I think that's such a great reflection of how much fun uh, baseball can be. That said, I'm going to go with the the hometown, home country bias and pick Team USA uh, to win it all tonight. So, uh, you know, hopefully if I'm wrong, we can delete this and pretend (laughs) that this prediction never happened. But I'm going to go with Team USA.
0: Yeah, you know, the magic of editing, right? And uh, <laughs> like you said, uh, I likened the uh, Javier Baez tag to Usain Bolt uh, celebrating about 20 yards before the finish line because he knew he had it in the bag. Uh, yeah. That's kind of what I compare that to. It's been, like you said, just a complete joy to watch. And, you know, the, the U.S., I don't think anybody will mistake them for being a dominant team. But when it matters, uh, when they need the, the big out, the big hit, the big play, They've made it in every game of this series, and uh, hopefully that continues tonight. I think either way, we're in for a, a tremendous, tremendous game. It should be a raucous crowd at Dodger Stadium, and uh, we'll see if we're uh, we're celebrating uh, in the morning. So, uh, Adam Barry, a pleasure as always. Uh, thank you for the time, and uh, we will do it again at this time next week as the countdown to opening day continues. Adam Berry joining us here on the Pirates Podcast. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or On the go, every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.